This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big cracker dolls and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks? This is where it's at. Windows tinted, seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner, cause niggas know that it's money on the Yo, what up though? It's your man Jay Johnson. AKA the Tim Foyle Hat Titan, AKA the Conspiracy Realist, AKA the Technology Snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text him with your green bubbles, AKA I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mr. If you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me, AKA if you see me in a room with lions, Mustafa's dying. Come back 15 minutes later. I have dinner frying. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? It's your man Dame going wild, the West Side landlord, the pride of PA, high chief Dame don't fuck around, the liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, the bitch, you're not saying it right. Let's go. Uh, Welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, episode 166. Okay. Um, We back. Yeah. Both of us in the studio. Yeah, together. And Looking uh, both like we sell drugs today. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the return of your gold chain. Yeah, I do that. <laughs> I actually haven't taken off in like a okay. week and a half, two weeks and shit. So, you know, sometimes old things come back. Yeah. 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 But uh, glad to have you here this week, my brother. Thanks, man. Uh, it's, yeah. It's been a hell of a week for me. For, you know, those of y'all that follow me on social media, uh you know, I, I lost my pops on Monday. Mm. Uh, he finally, you know, after a long fought battle with cancer, you know, it was just, he had enough. So, uh, it's been a challenging week to say the least. I, I was almost on the fence about like doing the show today. Cause I was like, uh, I woke up today. Like I haven't really rested since Monday. I can imagine. You man. know, it, I've been a thousand miles per minute because, you know, my dad kept, good business in order so you know me and my uh, me and my younger sister had to take care of uh the business of getting him cremated and uh you know some other business at the house and while our relationship my sister and I has never been like the the closest I'm you know can be like a prickly nigga to love uh my dad finalized things in a way that we have to move together. Like mm-hmm. I can't make no major moves without her. She can't make none without me. Yeah. So, I mean, this has kind of forced us together and to be, be closer, but I mean, it's still, it still feel surreal. Um, you know, I appreciate everybody that's reached out to him because the, the outpouring of support has been, you know, at times overwhelming and not, to say that in a bad way, like I know people care, you know, they just want to check on me and see how I'm doing. And it's a lot, man. It's, it's so much because you, until, you know, I was involved in the business aspect, like when my mother died and her final arrangements, but having to do this shit like by myself, just me and my sister, 
Like this shit has been, you know, keeping my hands full and I ain't really had a good night's sleep since, you know, Saturday night. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's been a whirlwind this past week, but I appreciate everybody reaching out. I appreciate the support, the love, the prayers, the texts. I mean, people have been reaching out from everywhere. And I know that's because y'all genuinely fuck with me and you care. And I just ask that, you know, you continue to pray for me and my family during this period because it's, it's still, it's still fresh, but you know, uh, we trying to make it through as best as possible. Yeah. That's all I, all I can do. My dad was like a no frills type of guy. So he didn't want no service or nothing. He just wanted us to like kind of keep pushing forward. And that's what, you know, I'm trying to do. Cause unfortunately life continues to march on. So. Man, um, just been in my prayers, man. You've been having a, a pretty tough go of it lately. You know what I'm saying? 2019 been a, the hell of a year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my own health challenges and lo- now losing my pops. It's been a it's been a hell of a year. I feel like everything that I went through though this year was preparing me for this point, you know. And it's the craziest thing. Like I knew I was gonna be without a job going on like six weeks before yeah. like my last day of work was also the day that my father passed. Crazy. So I mean it all kinda worked out together because I couldn't imagine having to go back to work after four or five days and still having to deal with, you know, the business affairs that, that he left behind. So, I mean, it's, it's been challenging, but everything, I guess, kind of lines up and works out for a reason. So I'm not going not gonna to question it, just continue to trust the process and try and make it through as best I can. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, that's tough, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, I've lost both parents. <laughs> and... Like while I try and wrap my head around it, like this is just really me, my sister, and my kids out here. And you know, that's it. That's it. You don't you know, it's not like my parents were subsidizing my living or nothing, but like when you just think of like you look at them as a safety net, I guess, sometimes. Yeah. And I ain't got that no more. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. Oh man. Um family matters. Yeah, yeah. Cleave on to your loved ones, man. Call somebody today that just tell them you love them because you never know when it's going to be the last time. Mm -hmm. For real. For real. I don't know how to transition, man. I Um, mean, this is, you know, the the show, we got to continue to move on, man. Uh, You know, we back with another week of Shop Talk Podcast. Yeah. Uh, This week has definitely been... um, I definitely been focused on family. Uh you came back whole, from your vacation not too long ago. Yeah, I went to uh I went to Florida and uh had a family reunion down there. Um, to look a little darker from my mom's side and uh it was pre- I this may have been the most I've enjoyed myself at a family reunion. Um and I when I sat back and thought about it, I hadn't actually been to this one in 20 years. It was 1999 the last time I went, you know okay. what I'm saying, to see that other half of my family. Um, you know, I was, what, like 18, 19 or some shit. Or in 99, like 18, 17 and 18, you know, so you old enough or whatever, but, like, you don't really grasp none of that. So I go down there, and this year I was actually a part of the committee. Okay. The Detroit delegation, my my grandmother is one of nine children. 
and her parents, it's her parents, uh, the Macmillan, her parents, uh, family reunion. And uh, she had nine children. Well, she was one of nine children. And then my grandmother had nine children. Oh, wow. So, and all them people that had all these kids, you know what I yeah, mean? So yeah. we went and um, this was like the furthest back that we can get is like uh, my grandmother's father, his father is like, we can't find anything before that. Okay. So we pretty much like at, you know what I mean? So we put this, so out of those nine children, it was my grandma's turn to like host, but she's not hosting her family hosted for her. So even though it was in Florida, the Detroit delegation put everything together. I got you. Did everything. So, uh, Melbourne, Melbourne, Florida is where like the start of everything happened. It's really with South Carolina, but he moved there and started his family. Okay. Or whatever. So, um, we, uh, I wanted to get everything on tape. So I brought in all my camera equipment and, uh, we had a hundred people. We booked a hundred rooms. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. That's a, that's a nice size party. Yeah. Uh, we had a really good time. It was right there. Crown Plaza, Melbourne, right there on the beach. So like walk out the room, you literally, you know what I'm saying, on the beach. But like this time around, people hadn't seen me in so long. It was like, well, who who do you belong to? I'm like, yeah. I'm Ernest, uh, I'm Jason. You're like, Jason? <laughs> like, Cause you're a grown time, man. Now. Yeah, last yeah. time I saw you, you was such and such. A, you know what I mean? And um, I was able to... to Clearly, the people like around your age, you know, you know what I'm saying, cousin yeah. stuff. But I was able to actually interact with some of the, I guess, quote unquote, elders. But when you're 20 years older than me, like you're an elder, but what like not old. that. Yeah. When you was younger, it seemed like a bigger gap. But I actually got a chance to like sit down and fellowship and just talk and and have fun and be like an adult with other adults. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So it was a little bit different this time. Let's go around. Um. Was one of the funny things is like, so it was a lot of us. So we was like, can we get like the pool private? You know what I'm saying? Can we like get this shit together? He was like, no, nah, uh, it's public. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, cool. But we like, well, at five o'clock, we going down there. Cause like, and all the white people going to leave. Cause that's what, they, <laughs> like, that's what they do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And as soon as we went over there, white folks just got out the pool and, 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 and went on. So we we took down the pool for for a long time and shit and had a good time. I'm out there recording underwater on my iPhone and shit because it's waterproof. It is, yeah. But I was sure, but I wasn't sure. You're never but, too sure until you submerge it underwater. Yeah, right. And I was I didn't I didn't nigga not a near case on that motherfucker. <laughs> and then it started tripping a little bit afterward, but it had to dry out completely and shit. Okay. But it was good. So like uh, after everybody get their shit together. We um were is a bar which is like a big wooden deck area that's right on the beach connected to the hotel. So we went down there to the bar, had a couple of drinks, and uh you know more family kept coming down there and shit. Did somebody brought like a Bluetooth speaker out there? So we turned on some music, and like we took over the bar area for a good six hours, dog. Hey man, that's... I'm talking about like. Everybody, and it's at nighttime now. Uh, like so, that whole half of the building, like y'all had to party with us and shit. Like everybody who's at the bar, they came over there. We had a Soul Train line. Like it was like the whole shit. A good time. It was a, a really a, a good fucking time. I'm having a having a grand ass time. I'm thinking like, 
oh shit, I should probably go get my camera and start recording this shit. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, man, put it together for the next family reunion. Y'all got something to show the bank with. Friday when everybody just came in. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, meet and greet and all other stuff. But like, let me go grab this stuff. You know what I'm saying? So got a couple of that. And um Saturday morning, uh, we had like a uh, you know, the banquet hall. We did a prayer breakfast. Come in there, eat their food, and I got a lot of preachers and pastors like in my family. So not a, they know, nobody preached, but we let the elders speak. And I was able to, you know what I'm saying, record that yeah. and got some really good information. And um, then it was my uncle did like this little, he he always got props, dog. My uncle always bring props. You know what I'm saying? Like at Christmas, like, you know, he threw a little prayer thing. He brought like some chains out and like a, a, a crown of thorns. Like he just, he bring props out. Okay. And I'm like, all right. That's his way of <laughs> expressing it, getting, yeah, getting like, the point across. Get your shit out. You know what I'm saying? But he built this, uh, he quoted something from the Bible about a monument. So he put these bricks on and he was like, so in the future, when he comes, the family comes and say like, hey, what about this monument? And then you can go back and explain the monuments of our family. And then all, everybody came up or whatever. And they did this whole ceremonial Passed the baton thing from the elders to the youngers to all the way down. So it was pretty dope. And I got that recorded uh, really good for our history or whatever. Yeah. But what was so funny, man, like, or mind boggling or so one of the uncles or the great uncles, my grandma's older brother. And he like, I don't know, my grandma, 85, 86. So he like 88, 89 years old. He up there. His phone rings. And he answers it from his Apple Watch. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, uh, I'm I'm, uh, I'm I'm talking. Give me a, give me a sec. I'll call you back. Boom, boom, boom. And everybody just started laughing. And he like, um, you know, when you when you, when you when your children love you, they keep you in touch with technology. So we just started thinking, like, fam, like you 90 years old, and you just answered a phone call from your watch, from your wrist. Nigga, you was born in 1930 or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That's some mind-boggling shit. Like Technology has come. He's seen. You've literally seen it all. Like from when you had to make a phone call and somebody actually unplugged something and plugged you into something yeah. else. Like, like he's, seen, he's seen the the growth of technology literally from his infancy. Yeah, and that, it was just mind-boggling. You know what I'm saying? The whole technology joint. So uh, that was really dope. Um, got that all recorded. Then we had a little con- uh, little convention center that we rented out. Um, and we had, a, you know what I'm saying, a dinner and like games and stuff like that and pictures. So, you know, I was the photographer for the family. So each of the family. So everybody is there. It's a whole bunch of people, but don't everybody don't know how you're connected. Yeah. We went through each limb on this check. So if this the person, is this your parent? Come up here and we got the everybody's entire family and took pictures or whatever. Um oh, that's dope, man. And then at the end, like the entire everybody, um, we got pictures, man. So it was dope. What you gonna do with that? You gonna post it? Or you gonna send it out? Like how you how you gonna put that together? Yeah. So it was one other thing. So after that, then I was able to get like some interviews or with some of the elders and just like so little bit of history and like if there's anything that you would want generations you know what i'm saying in, in the future to know and we got that did it kind of like documentary style what i didn't know is like so grandpa macmillan like the first one was so instrumental in the city of melbourne period 
like I guess yearly they have like a like the city's birthday or whatever. Okay. Like his name is like etched in the plaques. I mean plaques or whatever. Like he was one of like the founders of the actual city. Oh, that's dope. And um, he didn't really have a lot of issues because like he was like really close friends with like the mayor who was white. They used to fish together, whatever. Like he built, he learned, he got a third grade education. Um, built his house, like literally built his house from scratch. Um, integrated the first golf course out there. You know what I'm saying? It was just a whole bunch of him and his brothers or whatever. Really rich history. Yeah. Like I had that I had no idea of. You know what I'm saying? And like also, you know, during that we had the business meeting and everything like that. But like it was just really dope, man. And like it was a lot of history. And a lot of stuff I didn't know, so I was in that mode. And then um That'll be dope, man. Once you kind of put that together and edit it for your family, yeah. for them to I edited uh some of it together already from like the prayer breakfast or whatever. I put it on YouTube and I um I got it private, but I sent it out to the family in the in the in the family group, man, and they they love it. Um I can't wait till I get the interview portions out and send them the pictures, man, because like this gotta live on for generations yeah it's got to be something that you continue to do at future family reunions because that history is so rich and everybody has their own story their own path on how they've connected and and branched out and man be able to document that for the kids to see one day man what i what i what i didn't take into consideration man is um so this is my mom's side of the family. So this was the first family reunion because this one we have, do every two years. So this was the first one uh, since her passing. Um, and my dad, you know, he drove down. I flew, but my dad and my nephews and my cousin, they drew, they drove down. And, um, like, I just didn't anticipate or just kind of factor in, like, how difficult that, that process would be for him because, like, his family isn't as close yeah. um, as this one. And they've been together since, like, high school. You know what I'm saying? So like this is the family that he knows. Mm-hmm. So when we was doing the, the in the in the prayer breakfast and you know everybody was going around speaking and he kinda he kinda broke down, which made me break down. You know what I'm saying? Like I just I don't know why. I mean, it was on my mind, but it wasn't on my mind like that. Uh, like how difficult it is just to be around family without your wife. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So um so all that happened, you know what I'm saying? That was on this weekend and then um uh, my cousin came in town from my father's side. His sister, my auntie, and his cousin. I mean, my auntie and my cousin, and I guess my cousin, his his son came in town that I ain't seen. You know, what I'm saying, and I literally don't know when the last time I seen them in real life. Okay, uh, you know, we contact via socials or whatever, and uh, I hung out with them on Tuesday. Um, my aunt Carol come in town like she go and find everybody. Like, I don't know what happened on my pop side where we, everybody was kind of close when we was younger and then something happened and then everybody just don't talk to each other no more. So she came in town. We found my long one of my long lost uncles, you know what I mean, and pulled up at his house. Nigga stayed around the corner from me. Oh, wow. Never knew. Uh, had a fucking um, uh, Kev's Aquarium on Six Mile and, um, and Schaefer. Yeah, I know. I've been to that aquarium before. It's my uncle. He just closed. Really? It. He just closed it like a month ago. Yeah, because it was just open. I yeah. bought some fish there earlier this year. It's my uncle. Like, never knew that shit was there. You know what I'm saying? Like, and this was like my uncle Kevin. He was in the karate when he was little. He looked like the Last Dragon. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he literally looks exactly like that guy. Um, Bruce Leroy. Yeah, Bruce Leroy. Okay. Um, 
Nigga, I found out this week, I got an aunt and an uncle I never knew I had. Like, that shit's wild to me. I mean, when family, we have so many different pockets and secrets for some reason. And like when you like when you mentioned, like when you young, 17, 18, you don't know certain shit because you just ain't been exposed to it. You still you become an into an adult now, 20 years later. It's like, well, what the hell happened and and why? Like, I don't I don't know much about like I know my. My father's father, my grandfather, my granddaddy, Sam, I loved him to death. You know what I'm saying? Spent summers down in Tennessee with him. The nigga taught me to pee behind a barn. I used to come home and go try to pee on the garage. Like, no, nigga, you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? But, like, he dealt with alcoholism. Um, I didn't know that as a child. I don't even know if he if he did, like, at his old age. But, like, I guess growing up, like, yeah. so he wasn't the most um, agreeable person to be around. And, but my dad and they don't really talk about that. I only got two pictures. I've only ever seen two pictures of my grandmother on my father's side, like ever. And I don't know much about it. Um, and I found out um, some more information about her uh, this weekend. Blew my mind. Like it blew my, I just say it blew my mind without going into two details. And maybe I will in the future, but like, um, a dark history. Well, you know, others and like it was just I just been in this family mode, and I just been really focused in and really keened in on stuff this week, man. Because um, and then I come back in town, you know, what I'm saying, what, what you was going to, man. It just it just like intensified like everything, man. And like you don't you don't really get you don't well you don't get opportunities to go back and fix things. No. So you just got to you you kind of move forward. And even it's, it's crazy that you mentioned that, because like even one of my cousins had reached out to me. I hadn't heard from him since my mom passed. And, you know, he was like, I didn't even know your dad was sick. And, and you just don't know where where those connections get missed until you make the connection for yourself. So, I mean, one thing that I want to do is make sure I continue on with some of my family traditions and even create new ones for my children. So we got something that yeah. we can look back on and look forward and look forward to for the future. Cause that's, that's at the end of the day, that's all you really got is family. Now, whether you created yourself with friends or it's through blood, like that's, that's, that's your history. That's where you come from. And if you can find a way to keep it connected, keep it together and keep, you know, growing and moving forward, because some of those old beefs or reasons why, Aunt such and such don't talk to uncle who like that's a that's a whole generation past like that ain't that ain't me and I wanted to do my best to you know and it's not fair to the children yeah because when you when you don't when you don't see your when you hanging out and you used to hang with your cousins and you don't hang with your cousins no more like well damn what happened to like what happened like I don't know what happened like I don't know shit above our pay grade yeah and then it's like so if you going through something. Not saying that you are, but say you and your sister was going through something, right? You might about to go tell your son everything, the reasons why you and her may be beefed out, or right. using it as an example. Because it's like, to an extent, it's like it's none of your business. But as you grow up, you be like, well, how come we ain't ever been to aunt such and such house or whatever? So, unfortunately, it do be the kid's business. You know what I'm saying? We assume that, oh, they children, they don't know what's going on. Nah. 
we here. We be perceptive. It be, yeah, they we don't know the backstory, but you know what energies. And be then like, sometimes the backstory after a while it don't even matter it no don't. more. It be like over oh, what a misunderstanding. Yeah, or? it don't even matter no more. So man, whatever y'all, any issues y'all got with people, man, fix that shit, dog. Yeah, man, men defenses, men defenses. That's that's you know just cleave on to the people that you that you care about and you love that you love, man. That's that's what I'm preaching from now moving forward like because because life is just too short you never know when you're gonna lose somebody that you love somebody that you need in your life and there's no need to hang on to, to old shit just for the purpose of saying that i got old shit that i'm holding on yeah. to like niggas gotta let go of that facts gotta let go so man we got a little bit of ground to cover this week don't we? yeah man um what's going on man flats or drums no, what's wrong with y'all people, dog? Flats or drums? One, I would, I don't care. Give me mixed. But like, what's wrong with, I would take drum. I don't, I'm like you, I don't care neither. Just make sure the chicken is fried all the way. But like, what's up with this all flat shit? Like, it's more difficult to eat the flat than the drum. That's some weird shit to me. And like, somebody tried to argue me down that flats had more meat on them. How? That's what I was like. I don't. To me, that shit is more like you eat. You got to break it in the middle and then split it apart to get to both sides of the meat. Or how you was talking about, you got to stick your tongue in between yeah, it, like, looking weird as fuck while you eating chicken. But like the drum, like you got more batter on that bitch. Like it'd be more, it'd be more like fam. It's a thigh versus like a little arm, a little wing or some shit. Like I don't get it, dog. Like I don't. But like you, all flat people. Like, why y'all be tripping? <laughs> like, it's the same meat. It's chicken. At the end of the day, it's all chicken. Nigga, drip my shit in some barbecue sauce and shut the fuck up. Like, I don't I don't get it. So, man, what, do you, what type of sauce do you eat your wings with? Barbecue. All the time? Yeah. Okay. I mean, if I don't get, if it's not barbecue, I maybe get, like, some lemon pepper or some shit like that. But, like, for the most part, um, barbecue. Like blue, I, don't, I don't do no no blue cheese. I'm no a blue ranch. cheese man myself. Oh, get that shit the fuck out of here, dog. I'm not doing that at all. Give me some hot wings and some blue cheese, man. No, man. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. Okay, so now I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with something else. Who has better wings? They say or Sweetwater? I think they say probably has. Well, one these aren't. This is not a fair comparison. I mean, it's two different type of two wings. Because they say it's real heavy on the sauce. Yeah, they say possibly has the best barbecue wings in the city. And I say possibly because their sauce is really good. But I don't want to give you niggas no ideas, but I may have a video show um, in the works um, that we can explore that. Okay. Um, but who who you think? I'll be honest, I'm a little bit more partial today, say. Not to say the sweet water does have some excellent fucking wings. It's a it's a different taste. Yeah. It's a whole different it's a different meal. Now, the Sweetwater Express, like the one on Northwestern, mm-hmm. they got some regular wings that's not the Sweetwater sauce. And they got like lemon pepper on it, but it's not like a regular lemon pepper. Them bitches slap. Okay, I never tried that one. Them that location. Slap, dog. Like I don't know, man. Them bitches slap and get some garlic fries with it. The garlic fries and they regular fried wings and they got the lemon pepper. Nigga, them bitches slap, dog. It ain't like no Coney wings either. It's like 
Them Cody wings are pretty damn good too, though. Some wing dings, like them, them like GFS Gordon food service wings and shit. It's, they are, they are, but like it's a different. It's a you know when you got them GFS wings, yeah. It ain't like the chicken tastes a little, it's a little different. But I taste some Cody. You know what? On them GFS wings, the flats may be better. The flats may be a little bit thicker. In Come them, on, the, now we was just trying to argue them weirdos down. Well, I'm talking about them, them very specific frozen throw them bitches in the joint because I think the, the drums are a lot smaller on them. But if you go to like a real coney with like real wings, like them bitches be straight. But I don't know, dog. I don't uh, know. We we gonna have to we gonna have to run that one through a gamut one day. Yeah, uh, yeah, we got something. I got something lined up for that. Okay, that'll be dope. You know what I'm saying? We had to do like at least four different, like four wings. I don't know where where like can you? I don't want to throw like Captain Jay's in. No, Captain Jay's barbecue wings are fucking amazing. I know it's like a chain, nigga. That shit is amazing. You know what? This it's the reason I backslide so much on the meat. Pause. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. And when I thought about that sentence, backslide on the meat. Oh no, (laughs) homo. Yeah. Captain J's, you you throw that in. You know what pisses me off about Captain J's, and I don't think this is anybody's fault in particular. I've tasted a lot of fried chicken cooked just by regular black women inside their kitchens. Yeah, that could rival anything that Captain J's is doing. You sure? Yeah, I am. And if maybe the entrepreneurial spirit would have been a little bit higher, we could have bought some of these cheap ass buildings. And through a, a Tanya's chicken shack. I have no idea why why all the shit that black people eat and love and stereotype, we don't own none of it. I don't know, man. Chicken, I think we just be sometimes we just be too chicken, fried chicken in the hood made by Arab Arabs. Sometimes we just be too ashamed of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I be I be honest, man. I don't like to eat fried chicken out if I'm not around other black people. Oh, I'm good with the fry. I eat the fried chicken anywhere. It's the watermelon that that be kind of used to fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, get a whole piece of watermelon, on, and you got white people watching. You. So check this out. <laughs> or at the company picnic, you you the only nigga eating watermelon. So, uh, you know, my nephew had his baby shower and shit. That's what's up. Did he when he had a, supposed to had a baby? Uh, shit, any day now. I oh, okay. I, his birthday is tomorrow, actually. Uh, so that'd be double feed. Be a good day for a baby. Yeah. But uh, you know, his 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 uh his lady is Caucasian. And uh so like at the at the joint and they are they cool they cool people, you know what I'm saying? Uh and they seem very you know, open and loving because you know I'm I'll be there with my, <laughs> with my On your black power shit. You know what I'm saying? But I just had the the, the peep her family seen everything seemed cool. It was one nigga that was there. I don't know. But uh but they bring out the watermelon and shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, it's hot. And they brought out a big ass pan of watermelon. I'm thinking like, I'm like, damn. Is this where the family becomes divided? <laughs> I'm like, damn. It's like, and they fucked the shit up though. First. I'm like, is this the. The test? I'm, no, I'm just thinking like, damn. Like I'll be so, fu- we be so in our brains on this stereotypical shit that I'm going to pass up some good ass fucking watermelon. Cause, <laughs> cause, then it's like, what well, did the white folks? Come on, get, give us a good soft shoe, Jason. <laughs> I'm like, damn nigga, did the white folks bring the watermelon out because he knew black people was going to be here? You know what I'm saying? It was like, one of those things like, well, fuck this shit. I'm about to get some fucking watermelon. <laughs> Judge me the fuck you want to. This shit good as fuck. I'm it a- is good for us. Shout out to Black Panther. It is good for you. 
If you got fuck that shit up too, nigga. I'll fuck up. So look, I, I eat a whole watermelon. I ain't even gonna fucking front. Hey, you know what's so funny as shit? Cause like when they burned that shit out, me and Netta looked at each other and shit. We both looked at each other and shit. <laughs> we ain't never say nothing. We ain't, we never never discussed it, but we both looked at each other and shit. And then we was both slow to go up there and get something. But, but y'all both ate watermelon. We definitely did. <laughs> we In front of your new family. <laughs> oh shit. That's what's up, man. I ain't know the baby was that. It was due to come like that quick. Yeah, he about to drop any moment. I know. So, welcome. Did they lay together? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's got to be exciting. Yeah. So, so shout out to them, man. But uh, what was on this agenda, man? You put you put this on here, dog. The meth gators. So what? <laughs> I was watching the news and they were telling people, you know in Florida and other places where it's flooding that if the police raid your house, not to flush the drugs down the toilet because they've been going into, you know, these river streams, wherever they lead out into and alligators have been getting a hold of the meth. So that means the alligator would eat the meth and now... Then then all the the alligator's teeth fall out? (laughs) Please give the alligators the meth then. No, no. Because meth heads, their teeth fall out quickly. They do. They deteriorate. I'm talking about... Have you seen them pictures? Yeah. It'd be like... This was this was Tuesday. <laughs> this was Friday. Like, you can tell when it's meth. You can tell when it's meth involved. Because meth is one hundred percent chemicals. There's nothing from the earth that's in meth. There's like there's not like a plant or herb that we took. You ever smell start. it before? Like or smell it cooking? I don't think so. On I purpose. Have. I mean, I have. I could have. Meth has a really distinct smell to it. Low key, because you know, niggas just so does crack. Yes. And whatever they cook, cut, cut. yeah, whatever they cutting it with. I told you, uh, I'm. We, I know we talked about it, but when I was living on Eight Mile and shit, my first apartment, the niggas across the hall used to get it in. And um, one night, I woke up and I thought these niggas was in my living room. <laughs> the, 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 the smell of the shit was so fucking strong. Like I, I woke up coughing. Like <laughs> I look, <laughs> I peeked my head out my bedroom and shit. Like nigga, and it was damn near smoky in my living room and shit. Like I don't know what they use to cut whatever they doing, but that shit has a very very distinct smell. And that's when I got the fuck out of there, dog. Well, they say the alligators is getting a hold of the meth, and is getting in their system. So now we gonna have a, a you have an alligator run up on you who's also who's hungry and also this. high as a motherfucking light bill. We watched this before. On Batman, the animated series. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking alligator nigga that was in the suit. We did. We did. Killer Croc. Yeah, Killer Croc. Man, I don't believe this shit at all, dog. Hey, man, it was on ABC News. That's why I believe it. I mean, I, I know. I, I remember the story, but, like, I don't believe there's no fucking meth croc out there, dog. That meth, that, that fucking crocodile be weak as shit. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be up all night, but he ain't gonna have no teeth. You know what I'm saying? He gonna be. Wouldn't it make him a little bit more aggressive? I don't, if he looking for more crack, I mean, looking for more meth, I don't, I just don't, I don't think that shit, dog. that's wild. But when I was in you Florida. You don't want to run into a meth alligator. When I was in Florida, I was looking for a gator. I didn't see one, not the whole time, but I wanted to see a gator. It's like, I, I feel like an alligator is one of them things, by the time you see it, it's, it's way too late. Because like Florida is a swamp. It is. Like, especially around, like, it's a, it's a big ass swamp. So like, where the damn gators at? Everywhere. I, I did go. We did drive past like a gator park or some shit, but I didn't get a chance to go up in there. Shout out to my homeboy Pig who got a gator in the basement. 
he need to stop. I've never told you the story. You told me the story. I don't know if I've ever told the story on the podcast. You definitely did. I did about the gator in the basement. Yeah, like the water all the way yeah, up there. Like yeah, he needs to stop. <laughs> like no, no, he's just got, stop. He's got an alligator in the basement. You he might need, no. Yeah, it does need to stop. It does need to stop. Like your house, his house is going to fuck around and implode. His house, because the basement's full of water. Like yeah. it's your foundation. You you gonna be walking in your living room and you are gonna fall through and the, and the alligator's gonna eat you. Yeah, he's got a problem. He's got a real problem because there's an alligator. I hope nothing. I I hope like what if when he I'm walking away from this house. I don't want this bitch no more. The realtor gonna come in. <laughs> I don't know what you do in that type of situation. They gonna go through the door like so with so much water in there that that door gonna become warped, fucking cardboard. He yeah, that's that's the issue he's starting to run into. So shout out to you, uh, pig. Yeah, that's that's his nickname. Uh, and the people alligator. and the people say that we'll take the alligator, we'll we'll take it off your hands, but you got to bring that bitch to us. We won't come to you. No, it's not <laughs> how this shit work. Get Cat Williams from Atlanta and shit. <laughs> hey, that's that's what the that's what the alligator farm people said that we'll take the alligator, but we're not gonna come to you to pick it up. You got to bring the alligator to us. Yeah, dog. That's not that's not happening at all, <laughs> man. And then like that's that's a very niche market, like. How you call animal control in the city of Michigan, in the city of Detroit? Like, yeah, I got a little problem. There's a gator in the basement. And I need y'all to come help me. I mean, I'm just going to shoot that bitch. Like, that's the best way to do it. This little shot to the head. His, his The skull ain't that soft. I mean, it ain't that hard. Shot to the head with a nine millimeter. It's over. I've seen it happen multiple times. Have you? You've seen people shoot alligators on television. Oh, okay. In no. movies? No, on you know, you know, I watch HGTV and okay. the Discovery Channel. Them niggas, like, uh, them little when niggas will be fishing with their fists and shit, like <laughs> anglers. Yeah, and, I watch um, that shit. Too. But when they out there fishing, the alligator come up. They just shoot. Matter of fact, I I think the niggas shoot with a twenty two rifle. They just shoot them right in the head, and they out of there, belly up. So they make you some some nice. Some nice shoes. And I seen a video of a fucking um a cheetah jumped in the water and left out with an alligator. The cheetah, yes, left out with the yeah. I've never, I would oh, never. Maybe end. if it maybe it wasn't a cheetah, it was a big cat. It could have been a lion because the cheetah mouth kind of small. I think it was a lion. And I'm thinking like because he was like looking at the water, right? And like you, I'm, did he have his hands on his hips like like you? <laughs> Basically, that nigga was. I'm thinking like, was he looking at? And then he jumped in there. I'm like, how you let this nigga come to your hood, in your territory? Because he just like jumped in the water, and then when he came out, he was holding that bitch by the mouth. And I just figured out. like, even for a lion, like alligator meat, that skin got to be tough than a motherfucker to bite through. Man, times is hard. <laughs> Fish don't fry in the kitchen. <laughs> that skin gotta be tough to the bitch. Man, why alligators why why is gators the material so expensive when alligators is everywhere? Like gator shoes and shit like nigga. It's, it's probably a motherfucker to manufacture that shit. But they everywhere. Like did you know chinchillas? You can buy them bitches at PetSmart? Yeah, yeah. Why the fuck they so expensive? Cause it take a whole bunch of them to make a chinchilla coat. They little as hell. They go get four for twenty right now. And you still won't have enough <laughs> to make a coat. You four of them bitches won't do a damn thing. Yeah, shade them motherfuckers and you know, give them a couple more weeks. Like I, I don't get it. 
Because I think it's got to be the manufacturing process. That's what's got to be like I difficult. It's a goddamn racket, man. Fuck them. Did you wear gators to prom? No, I did not. I wore gators. Big blocks. I was poor. I was poor too. Well, I wasn't poor, but I definitely didn't have no fucking. I probably was poor. I wasn't poverty, but I was poor. Yeah. So I wore some big blocks to prom. Nope. I did. Was in a 1952 Rolls Royce, which was Eleanor Roosevelt's car. That's what you drove. That's what I was chauffeured in. Oh, I about to say, you, me, yeah, you didn't let, drive. He wouldn't let me. They wouldn't let me get behind the wheel on that one and shit. But uh, that was a bossy move. That's my. Did you have a curfew prom night? Uh, I don't. I didn't have like a, a curfew. Oh. I didn't. I didn't like stay out the entire night or some shit. But they never said be home by this time. Okay. But like we just had like an understanding that. Well, the, the car had to go back by a certain time. When I came back to the crib, swapped out, got my mom's car, and then went out to dinner and shit. So, um, look, man, I got a question, dog. What do you think about the blackwashing of Hollywood? Uh, or do you know what that is? Because I kind of made that term up just now. I think you made I, – I, I know what you mean. Okay. I know – you know about Hollywood getting more black, more black actors and actresses in roles. I love it. I love that the new 007 is going to be a black woman. I do not. I think that's just going to be dope. I think they should make her her own movie. Well, she's not going to be like James Bond. She's just going to be dope. Like I think James Bond was like a cold word. Double. She's just going to be the next 007. Yeah, why I think that's dope. What? Why can't you just make her her own movie and start a whole new tradition around black people? Like, I don't want the old tradition and you just switch the color of the person. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, man. I think I think a black woman is 007 could be like a good ass movie. Like Jason Bourne has became a, a brand new series. That yeah. was a brand new character that someone created in a whole franchise came out of that. I want somebody to start new franchises with black faces like that's the best way for me to see diversity but couldn't this be a whole new franchise with her person 007 no it's not you know what i'm saying it's like, like but it's like every every couple years it's a new james bond like it was pierce brosman it was four of them okay. in like 50 years and they they and they all do a run of like what three four movies so let let her get the next three or four movies off like I get it. I don't have like I'm not I'm not like mad like that, that this is happening, but like I don't think it's I think there's a, a very strategic plan is going on and you taking the most whitest things or the most iconic things and then switching it to black to make the people mad and then the people start beefing. Like the the, the Ariel and the, the the little mermaid and shit like that. Like I, I didn't have a problem with the little mermaid becoming black. But it's like, well, how come we just can't make a new character? Like, where? Are, I, well, like, first of all, is Disney reprising all these old, old live action movies? I get it, but what I'm saying is, where are the new characters for black people? That's like real diversity. Like when you start a whole new franchise for black, like not, Black Panther or something. Yeah. Okay. Like you can get black superheroes. You know what I'm saying? They already exist. Yeah. Like, you can start these new things. I don't have to be like, like, if somebody was like, 
made a Malcolm X movie and put a white dude in it for diversity. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, the shit, they made a movie about Egypt with an all white cast. Ex- <laughs> you know I know. <laughs> you know I know. But like, I think they kind of like baiting niggas now, just trying to push buttons. And because like we right now, we got a, a racial hotbed in the country. We are. We well, are. I think. I say right now, as if it hasn't always been there. Things like, are just more outwardly racist. I think a little bit more outwardly racist because of who's in the White House. Yeah. People feel a little bit more comfortable. I have no problem with the black girl playing 007. I think that's dope. I don't have any. I got a problem with the woman playing 007. Why? Why? Like on some spy. She's an international woman of mystery. She a spy. You going to stick out. Like the point of being a spy is for your ass to look normal as fuck. Who and look- being black makes you stick out? Being a black woman, yes the fuck it will. Nigga, when you walk into a room, nigga, you distinctly know that you the black you the black person in that room. You walk into a fucking uh, a ball dressed in, you know, in a black tie event, it's gonna be more white people in there than it's black persons. When you see a black person walk through, you notice the black person. Whether not saying there's something wrong, but you're gonna notice that motherfucker, right? I'm not gonna notice random white dude in the crowd because you blend in with everybody else. I'm definitely gonna notice the black woman in this fancy ass fucking gown walking through in some weird look, ass country. Looking amazing though, man. Like, so you gonna definitely stick out. I don't need that shit for, for my <laughs> I'm a spy, nigga. I'm supposed to not stick out. Like, a spy whole, is not supposed to get caught. No, you can no. I don't want you to know that anything ever happened. I don't. Want, you know what I'm saying? So you you think it's gonna be like, oh, that black lady that came in here? That was that's who we looking for, fam. I don't need no suspicion at all. I don't have a problem with it. I love it. I so, love it. So if they make a Laura Croft, I mean, they make Tomb Raider with a black man, you gonna cool with that too? Well, don't call it. I see what you just did. I see what you just did. <laughs> Like I know some most of this shit is fictional. Like it's not real people. You know what I'm saying? But like I'm what I what I And want, I'm all for Ariel being a black girl because it was based in the Caribbean. I and get black it. Black people are from the Caribbean. Give me give me my own stories though. Like I don't want this this the shit that's been established already. Right, hey, just put a black face on it. These niggas will be happy. They got the uh in the comic books, they had a the young black girl, Iron Heart. She's like the new Iron Man. Yeah. I think that'd be dope. I like to see that on the big screen. Yeah, I, I want new stories for us. I don't cause it's, it just seemed like now y'all just fucking with everybody. Trying to be like, cause now people are just looking at comments and shit like that. People are getting tired. When I say people, non-black people, are getting tired of them sticking the blackface on everything that they quote unquote love. Just for diversity's sake. Just how I feel a certain way when the movie of Gods of Egypt ain't no black people in it. Yeah. We looking like, come on, man, what's up with that? And like the like same, we didn't build the pyramids. Like, so when Jesus come out as a white man and we were like, come on, man, dude, black, I can't get with this. I'm not surprised that white people who have a role. I don't want to hear nothing about no blonde hair, blue eyed Jesus. I don't want to hear it. I bet you. I don't even. I don't want to hear it. I bet you don't nobody want to hear no. Uh, <laughs> African, ahead, say African it. shea butter uh, James Bond. They don't want to hear that shit. Not saying it's not mm-hmm. good, but like I can African understand. African shea butter James Bond. Yeah, I put on African shea butter every day, by the way. I do too. Uh, shit make my skin. Glow. It, it makes it, my it, shit glow. Shout out to uh 
I seen Supreme products, dog. That shit. That's really, what I use too. You know what I'm saying? That shit really. I didn't get a tan when I was uh when I was in uh in Florida. Like I didn't get no sunburn and no shit like that. And I was out in the sun a lot, but I put that shit on so much that shit's like it bake into me, man. I feel great. And we we are from the sun, so like we shouldn't yeah. burn. If it's not from you, then you might like what burn. if what if uh. Meteor Man came out and they had like a gay white woman as Meteor Man, Meteor Meteor person, because you know you can't say man no more. Dog, I hated Meteor Man. What? Fucking hated. Meteor he was Man. A, he was our first black superhero. He was not our first black superhero. A first black brand new superhero that wasn't created by a white man. I wasn't a big fan of the movie Meteor Man. Maybe because I'm not a huge Robert Townsend. Robert Townsend, I wish that Robert Robert Townsend, like some of that shit, like I forget what was the name of the sketch comedy show. Uh, I'm going to get you sucker. No, man. Robert Townsend had this special on HBO back in the day. He don't get enough credit, dog. Robert Townsend is the reason that we got, uh, the reason that black Hollywood is what it is, is because of Robert Townsend, dog. He don't get the love, the respect, and the credit he get. And I want him to get his flowers while he's still here. Because God forbid something happened to him. Everybody gonna jump out the window and talk about how how he was so instrumental. You're gonna start learning all these things. He is the reason for He is the reason for in living color. I give you that. You know what I'm saying? That that that, that spawned all these things. The five heartbeats was his product like all these different things. And the five heartbeats was a flop when it first opened up in in theaters. All these movies never didn't never did good. According to, you know what I'm saying? I just wasn't a fan of Meteor Man. I just didn't. I just you should didn't. watch it. Like you should watch. I, I'm a matter of fact. We might review that on this week in culture because it's been. What was years. the name of the crew that they was fighting in Meteor Man? The niggas in all black. Some of them had the, the yeah, blonde high top fake. But see, and it was like I wonder how when was Meteor Man come out? Like hey 90, Siri, ninety two, ninety three. When did Meteor Man come out? You said, I didn't catch that. Bitch, I read it. They said, mm. right? They, said, when they don't did... want to get a black man no credit. Not even Siri. Hey, Siri. When did the movie Meteor Man come out? Siri, how you talking to him? Which like one? A retard. I found two movies. The Meteor Man and The Meteor Man. Which one? 1993. So I was 11. I figure it was about 93. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it was made for, for children. It was a child movie. I thought it was pretty good, man. I was never really a huge fan of Meteor Man. I mean, whatever. Did you you go to the movies and see it? Yes, yes, yes. My parents took me to the movies to see Meteor Man. Okay. (laughs) Try to make sure, though. You never know. You never know. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, I thought Meteor Man was good, man. But uh, I do think it's a very strategic thing that they're doing right now. And I don't think it's because it's it's one or two things that's happened. It's one uh, we about to get on this ethnic shit and try to make a couple of dollars. And two, I think they just trying to make niggas mad. Ah, it's probably a, a split of both. You, you see what you the, cash in where you can? Because look at Aladdin, man. They throw smack Will Smith in there. I never made a couple that. dollars. I didn't watch that shit. I didn't like how Aladdin looked. He looked Arabic. I don't like. He don't look like the cartoon to me. I think we 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 too much engraved on what it looked like when we was kids, man. Like, get that out your mind. It's but, a new day, nigga. Get 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 Aladdin out of our mind. That's the why we going to see it. Get get it out. Like it, you're going to see it for the story. It's a whole. It's it's the same story. 
just live action, man. Let these kids let these kids cook. Let them enjoy it for what it is right now. I didn't say don't go see. It. I said I had, I didn't go see it. You going to see the new Lion King? For fuck yeah. Okay. I wanted to go this weekend, but I don't think it's going to happen. I I don't have no interest in seeing the Lion King. Why not? Because I don't care. Did you like Black Panther? Yes, I like Black Panther. Well, then you enjoy the Lion King. I know it's the same basic story. Why would you not want to see Lion King, dog? Because I don't want to see no live action Lion King. Like, I, I don't I don't care. Let the kids cook. You just got finished telling me that. Oh, yeah. Like, my kids, if they want to go see it, but like, are, I, they, go, are they going by themselves? <laughs> what you mean? Here, take these tickets, y'all. I'll no, see y'all take, in two hours. Take your children as a family to go see the Lion King, fam. Why not? If the kids want to see it, I'll take them. No, it ain't what they want. You take them <laughs> like they need to see this, dog. If they want to. It's like, an all-black cast. It's so it was the first one. No, it wasn't. No, not with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And man. this one ain't an all-black cast. Who who voices? Oh, no. Timon, Timon Pumba. Them niggas is like. Seth Rogen. Ain't they, Seth they, Rogen. They, they way down <laughs> on, the, on the list. <laughs> <laughs> on what list exactly are you are you speaking from, Jason? Like if you so who's the lead is well I guess Timon and Puma is a big part of the movie huh incredible yes he spent years in the jungle with them yeah. niggas years I can't even make that argument yeah I take it back. he grew up he grew up with them <laughs> niggas I can't even take that I gotta take that back it's not all black cast Timon and Puma are hey man this is a seventy five percent black class man take them kids to see that man it's like it's like it's like it's the equivalent of them going to see the Wiz. What? It's the equivalent of them going to see the Wiz. The Wizard of Oz has already been had already been made. Like wasn't nothing special. But you went because it had Michael Jackson in that bitch. It had like singers and like um fucking Quincy Jones doing the sound the soundtrack. Like it was special. Now you got Beyonce in this joint. You got Childish Gambino in this joint. Like you got really you got like good voices in there. It's like the Wiz. A twenty nineteen. God damn it. I, I don't so. I don't like just because you said it don't mean that even go go together. Listen, I don't man, like that correlation. Y'all let me know in the comments or in the DMs if I'm right, god damn it. That this new Lion King is the equivalent to For the kids Wiz. going to see the Lion King is the equivalent to kids going to see the Wiz. That's a terrible analogy, man. That's so who who more analogy. who can possibly be more who can possibly, if there was gonna be an argument as far as who is the most popular artist of all time. It would be between what two artists? Michael Jackson and who else? And Beyonce. Is Beyonce not in this movie? She voices one of the characters in the movies, yes. So I'm I'm so so everybody went to go see the Wiz because Michael Jackson was in that bitch too, right? Yeah, Thank you. But so was so was like Nipsey Hustle. Nipsey Russell was <laughs> Nipsey Russell was the the scarecrow. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Nipsey Hustle and this bitch nigga. When James Earl Jones in the Wiz? I don't know, dog. Don't give me a line. I'm terrible, man. I feel like this is as like a black man. I should probably know this a little bit better. I mean, I, when I was, when the Wiz was popping, like I was a child. Like I didn't watch it as an adult, but I was. A, it used to be on in, in my grandma's house. We used to watch it in the living room. Do you remember that other Wizard of Oz movie that they made, like Beyond Oz or something? No, it was really weird. So listen, though, it was a it was a Jim Hansen movie. Oh, so let me let me go ahead into uh, the uh, what is the conspiracy really is. Uh, anyway, remember I used to do the segment like weird shit that only Jason cares about. Yeah, 
Yeah, here's one of those times. So, in The Wizard of Oz, the white version, this shit is pretty spooky, dog. Just go ahead, man. So, you know Pink Floyd, the album? Yeah, you can play the album all the way through. Dark Side of the Moon. If you start Pink Floyd's album, Dark Side of the Moon, at the beginning of The Wizard of Oz, when the Metro Goldwyn a.k.a. MG, and when that lion go do his roar, the entire movie matches up to every song on the album. Right. And they say they did not plan it that way. That's some spooky shit. So, because I know you don't have the original version of, I know you don't have the original version at home, so if you go on YouTube and type in Wizard of Oz, Dark Side of the Moon, it's on the internet, and you can see it. I'm talking about everything lines up. I'm talking about when they go from black and white to to um to color when the tornado was coming the music get real scary and shit like that you know somebody died on the set and it's in the original video of one of the little people hung themselves and you can see them niggas in the background in the original video now they've edited it but you can still find that shit on the internet as well it's a lot of spooky shit that was going on with the wizard of Oz. But not the way you, you turned into a very dark place. Yeah. Turned Oz into a very dark place. It was. And you also know what the movie of The Wizard of Oz was really about? Um, <sighs> so it was about um, um, a young family, a young girl from the Midwest who got together with a construction worker and a farmer. And they went um, to the big city. And the Wizard of Oz was really about gold, which is why it was a yellow brick world, a yellow brick road. And the OZ is how you measure gold in ounces. Somebody broke this shit down and like it was really um, a play on the industrial revolution that was going on. And then somebody behind the scenes was actually pulling the strings behind the big government and the big old, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. I think it broke that shit down on one of these shows. I got it on my YouTube channel. So if y'all follow the YouTube channel and go back a little further, it's on there. I was like, wow. That's interesting. I never heard I never heard that breakdown of it. Yeah, I'm a, matter of fact, I'm going to drop the link to it in this description in the bio so y'all can see what I'm saying. I was like, wow. It's a lot of shit going on. So I wonder if there's, is there some background shit that go along with the Wiz? Uh, probably some weird Michael Jackson shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Weirder than what we already know? I mean, you know, Mike Jackson. Speaking of, speaking of weirdos in jail, uh, 18 counts for R. Kelly. And when he was about to get bond this week, they came up with three different tapes of this nigga. I thought it was 20. Somebody turned over 20 tapes. At least three got turned over where he didn't get no bond, where they denied bond. I'm just waiting for him to commit suicide. Yeah, I can see that. Because like, he's never getting out of jail. Like, you're not going to beat this shit. And, like, if you go to prison, prison, you're going to get murdered. Like, take the take the power into your own hands, fam. Do it your way. He in protective custody. He ain't, he ain't got no shoes with laces on. They ain't... He ain't got no shoes or laces. He can't hang himself. Kill yourself, fam. Jump off the top tier. I don't know, but kill yourself. Because it's going to be bad for you. I mean, it's already shaping up to be... It's going to be bad for you out here. Hey, but like, look, man, I, I believe I can fly. How about the top tier? I believe I can fly. I thought I could fly. That's all he said, Your Honor. 
<laughs> when a nigga who tossed him off the top tier, like I thought the nigga could fly. <laughs> You've been telling me that shit since '97. Hey man, he ain't ever getting out of jail. Yeah, man, fuck that nigga. Uh, you think ASAP Rocky getting out of jail? Uh, well, Trump came on Twitter and said that he, Kanye West had reached out to him about ASAP, so that he was going to work work with uh, the Prime Minister of Sweden to get him out. What do you think about this Donald Trump shit that's going on right now? Have you, have you heard what's going on? No. What? So he's um, been telling people to get out of the country and go back where you came from. <laughs> what the fuck do Politician. you go to? What the fuck do you go Who's to? Who's American citizen? And like, um, we going to end up with him in the White House again. Quite possibly. It's not quite possible. This is. The, this I just is don't the see. I just don't see any Democrat that's made that much of a stride from the rest of the pack to be like, oh yeah, he could take Donald Trump out. Well, the reason is, y'all keep trying to appeal to the morals of the country, and this country has never had any morals. Like you keep trying to tell people that Donald Trump is a racist, and it's like, oh shit, he a racist. Nigga, but that that's shit, not enough. It's that not shit, enough. That shit don't got nothing to do with you. Like if you told me right now that give me somebody important who black. If you told me right now Beyonce that Beyonce will never sign a, a autograph for a white person. That shit literally has no impact on my life at all. It it has no impact on my life. Okay. So like you telling a majority white audience that Donald Trump don't like black people. What do that, how does that impact them? <laughs> like, it don't. At the end of the day, like how does that impact me? Like, oh, that shit sound kind of fucked up, but am I going to get a tax break? Like that shit don't impact me. Like you're not about to win no moral. Uh, we, you think we ended slavery because our feelings was like, man, this shit really wrong. No. Like you can't win that way. I just don't, Look, man, call me racist if you want to. I need to see one of these. I need to see a clear black agenda. And nobody has Andrew given Yang me that. I'm vote, I, I donated to the nigga campaign. I want Andrew Yang to win. He's the only one that makes any sense. Um, he logical. He So I, I want Andrew Yang to win. Uh, and everybody going to vote against their interests, unfortunately. So he broke down. There's three, three jobs, the three top jobs in the country. Right now. Which are? Truck driver. Call center employee and retail um, store clerk or retail work. Those are the number three jobs in the country. And all of them are going to be eliminated within the next 10 years. We already got the automated cars driving, the autonomous vehicles. They've been testing out. They're not quite there yet. But once the autonomous semi-trucks go out, it's a wrap. IVRs are getting more important and more and more and more in detail. You're not going to need the call center worker. And because of Amazon and shipping online, you're not going to need to retail people. Like those are the number three jobs, the the one, two and three jobs in the country. That's what the majority of people who live in this country do. Like that's not like a guesstimate or whatever. And them three is out of here. So we got this universal, universal basic income idea where if you're 18 years old and you're an American citizen, you get $1,000 every month. And he wants to get that to everybody. Now, 
a thousand dollars ain't enough for you to like not ever work again or whatever. But do you realize what that can do to you and your family? That can help out a lot. It will help out a whole bunch. And guess what you're going to do when you get the thousand dollars? You're going to spend, spend it. it. So you're going to put that money right back into the economy, into another business owner's hand or whatever. Like it's not and they're like, well, where would you get this money from? He broke everything down where it comes from and how much money you're going to make off that money. Now, as a voter, you're going to go in there and vote against yourself getting a thousand dollars a month and me actually having a plan to actually stop. So like the companies who are going to take away all the jobs, those top three, are we going to tax you at a higher rate because you got to pay in. Like you literally are going to, your, your, your technology is going to cost you more not to have. Yeah. Okay. I got you. Because like what you're doing, even though it's going to make you profits, majority of our country about to be are going to be impacted by this negatively. So we need you to kick in more taxes or whatever. And that gives us more money to pass this thousand dollars around because you're going to need that assistance. You can't tell a nigga who's been driving a truck for the last 20 years. All right, man, I guess you need to go learn computer technology now. Nigga, what? I'm 42. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, it don't work like that. So you got to, what would you do with an extra thousand dollars a month? Sure, move somewhere nicer. You can move somewhere nicer. What if, if I had an extra thousand dollars to pour into the studio every month? Like I would literally be able to we make co- this cover rent. And- this I can literally make this into the primary source of income with an extra thousand dollars each month. Or maybe you get your you now you got an extra thousand dollars. You can quit that second job and actually pay for childcare. So you working right now, so you can have somewhere to put your kid. Well, maybe the extra thousand dollars help you with childcare. What if you saved that shit for six months and put a down payment on your fucking house or now you get homeschooling? Like there's so much work, so much you can do. And that's not that doesn't mean that I'm never going to have to work again because you're not making it off twelve thousand dollars a no. year. You know what I'm saying? It's not like life changing. But an money. extra twelve thousand dollars a year might might yes. help you out in some one hundred percent. But you're not going to vote for again. You gonna, maybe maybe be able to pay for auto insurance in the state of Michigan. Literally. Like literally, maybe you can purchase a car, which would allow you to get to your job that's further away and you have reliable transportation. Maybe you can make more money. Like maybe you can actually buy food that's healthy for you. So now now you and your children don't actually have to eat hot and ready's every night. Or maybe you can pay for your prescription drugs now. Like it's just so much different things that would just assist Americans assist people in this country no no it makes it it, makes good sense because there's enough money to go around that make that give you an assistance for it or whatever but on election day we're gonna go up there and we're gonna you gonna have good smart thinking people gonna vote against their self-interest for an emotional reason for some reason um i would i would encourage y'all to and you know i don't even do this politics shit because i do think all this shit fake you know what i'm saying like it's just the play Okay. But as long as we're going to be playing, go YouTube Andrew Yang. A Yang and Kamala Harris ticket wins. Wins. I don't know. It's going to be kind of difficult. Nope. I don't care. I I don't think, I don't, I think there's a segment of America that still hasn't grasped the idea of a black woman being in that type of position of power. Just plain and simple. Okay. And people will continue to but, show their racist colors and vote against 
an Asian and African American ticket. Well, we gonna get an old white man, or we gonna get Donald Trump back in? Probably Trump, unfortunately. Yeah. So unless Bernie, Bernie could win. Well, Bernie, well, Bernie could, old as shit too. Him and Trump like four years apart. Like all these niggas is old. Like that's that's the thing that everybody said. Well, this person too. Like nigga, all y'all the same age. Like all y'all around the same age. Bernie old as and shit. And you only can do this shit eight years tops. I don't know if, if God gonna give us Bernie for another eight. Is Trump gonna live for another eight? Mm, I hope not. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, is your grandma gonna live for another four years? Like, oh, nigga, the nigga's 72 years old. He got he, he can't do this. That motherfucker's smarter than you. You know what I'm saying? Like, Bernie Sanders is smarter than you. Like, I think I, I trust his decision making more so than I would mind handling certain things because I don't got the experience to do all that shit. Maybe, well, one day I will when I run for office. Um, can I run on a ticket with you? No, Jay and Dane. No, that shit sounds great, <laughs> actually. But <laughs> uh, man, I gotta, uh, I gotta run with somebody else. And then once we win, they gonna get sick and drop out, and I'm, I'm gonna bring you yeah, in. Yeah, like you gotta, you gotta put me in like one of them prime, what is Secretary of State or some shit like that. I wish we had an alderman title in in, in Detroit. I can be the alderman like a motherfucker. Uh, you it's know, like um, city council. No, it's a little bit different, but you know, Scarface and Willie D running for city council in Houston. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, they oh, could yeah. both they could both win. Yeah, shout out to my cousin uh, DJ T Gray who came through this week um, and jumped on the show on um, and that show. Hey man, that shit did numbers, fam. Yeah, it's only been up since uh, Wednesday, <laughs> and uh, that shit been doing numbers. Uh, but he's from Houston, you know what I'm saying? And uh, he he connected, he well connected in that in that in that in that circle. You ever been in Houston? Um, I have not been to Houston before. Texas is so beautiful, man. Yeah, I'm gonna be going down there pretty soon, though. Texas is beautiful. You got hell. a bar that's opening up down there too, so uh, I'm gonna go. Oh, down we may need to out. take shop talk on on the road. We already got it together, like literally. He connected with everybody, so uh, we got that shit together. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to go to a Southern strip club too. I'm, I don't think that's going to be a problem. Because <laughs> I don't think that's going to. I be need a to see Country Thick shaking it to Luke. What else we got on the uh, on the on the agenda for for the week, man? Um, we had the Memphis Gators, the Black Washington, Black Hollywood, and we got this Trump shit that's been going on. Um, you think Trump gonna get ASAP home? Uh, ASAP is in a ASAP. Like so, listen, dog. You can't go to a different country and get into a fight. Like it, it don't work how it work in America, right? You know what I'm saying? Like it don't work that way. I, I know we don't know all the laws and the rules and regulations. Like you just can't go to another country and get into a fight. So what you do? You let niggas beat you up? Is that what you should do? I, no, I'm not saying that, but like I don't, I, you know, try to avoid that <laughs> shit, dog. I'm like, I'm not trying to go to a prison out of state. No, nah, I'm not trying to go to jail in another country either. It's it's unfortunate that I think we we spoke on this. Uh, we talked about the whole ASAP situation last week and just how like laws in other countries just just work different ways. Have you ever been arrested over in Canada? No, I've only been arrested one time. Oh, and I was good for a, good for you. Yeah, I've been arrested over in Canada, and they tell you, and they treat you real quick, and show you that this is a whole nother country, even though I'm just five minutes from home. 
Uh, they they show you something different up over there. Uh, I hope like I, he's not he's not about to get fucking life in prison because then got into a fight. You know what I'm saying? It just take a little while longer. And if I was over there, I wouldn't get a nigga no bond either because you're gonna go to America and never come back. <laughs> <laughs> fuck what I like. Why the fuck would I come back to Sweden? If I didn't, if like, I'm gonna if I don't back, have to, I'm gonna come back from my court date that I might lose. Like, no, I'm not fucking going. Like in real life, it don't make sense to get a nigga no mind because you're never coming back, dog. I don't know, man. Like he an international. Can we call ASAP Rocky an international star? I mean, he doing, celebrity. He, he was headlining the show in a different country. So I mean, you so cut, you got, cutting I, out the profits. If, I got to go back to Sweden, man. If I don't go back, man, get the fuck out of here. But I mean. Doing shows only in the United States, it might limit some of his money. Who said th- th- there's more countries than the United States and Sweden? Could they extradite him from another country? No. Oh, well, fuck Sweden. <laughs> Just get me out of jail, then. Like, fuck you know Sweden. what I'm saying? Like, I'm, nigga, I, if let me get out of, let me get bonded out. Nigga, I'm never coming back. Nigga, it's states I won't come back to. <laughs> <laughs> like, nigga, this shit is petty. Like, nigga, you're not about to send me from California to, to 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 Ohio because I ain't paid this parking ticket. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, man. Certain states get petty like that. Not on no parking ticket, nigga. You not on a parking ticket. Or some shit, uh, and having a fight in the street. I don't know, is, Pennsylvania is holding on to me for an old speeding ticket. Well. And I wish they just let me, like, they want me to come down and appear in a court in Pennsylvania. I'm like, there's absolutely no way. Absolutely no way. In Pennsylvania? Yeah. You might, you might get that one dude. I follow him on, on YouTube. The real cool, the cool traffic court. Door. No, that's in Rhode Island. Yeah. There's um, there's no way I'm going to Pennsylvania for a court date. I'm actually going to Pennsylvania on the uh, at the end of this month. For what? Uh, I'm going to Philly for his conference, his BullyCon conference. Um, what conference? BullyCon. What is that? Um, it's like uh, the gentleman who's doing it. He like a Black Gary V. Okay. Uh, he'll be on the Breakfast Club on the 23rd, and uh, he's a he's a dope guy. I'm gonna do some audio and video work for him. Um, but uh, it's gonna be the place to be. I should. There's gonna be some people there that uh. I've been saying for years I want to go to Philly. I just want to see it. Yeah. So I feel like Philly needs Dane. Yeah, I'm gonna go out they there. They need to feel me. Um. No boss. No uh, boss. <laughs> Backsliding on my meat. Pause. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. But yeah, man. I don't know, man. That's all I got, man. What else? You uh? What else on the? I don't think I got nothing else. I got a. Who, who who's your whose man's is this man? Man, I do got a whose man's is this. Week. I sent you some nominations yeah, this week. You sent me a, you sent me an assist on this one, and I and I seen this shit like ten times this week, dog. Like, what the fuck do niggas be on, dog? Was that in what, what what state was that in? Let me see, dog. Because I feel like you know crazy shit goes down in Florida. But long story short, a nigga got caught with a. Uh, with a kilo of coke. <laughs> he tried to get that shit through the airport. And I've been through the airport a couple of times this week, this weekend. And I can honestly say for the first time in about six years, I did not get like extra check checked. Usually when I make it through, like they'll come back and be like, Hey, can I, can I check your bag? They put the bomb juice on my fingers and shit before I'm like, Damn, the bomb juice. Yeah. They put some shit on your fingers to see if you've been handling a bomb. Oh, wow. I've never, I'm like, nigga, like, what if I was handling explosives today? What if I was loading ammo? You know what I'm saying? Like, it'd have been, I'd have been looking like. They'd have pulled your ass <laughs> off that plane, nigga. You know what I'm saying? But, like, um, this nigga tried to get through with a kid coke. 
And so he hid it on himself. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't be like, you just can't walk through with that bitch under your arm. I mean, he might as well. This nigga put that shit under a toupee. Like he stuck, he stuck that bitch on the top of his head and then put like a little toupee on top of his head and then tried to walk through the fucking detective. She was the, we got to post that picture. It's the worst looking toupee I've ever seen in my life. Like this nigga looked like, he looked like. He looked like he was wearing a football helmet. <laughs> with no this? chin strap. Hey, old nigga too. Like fam, you don't have that much hair. You're like 60 plus. Like, what's going on? Dog? I mean, times get tough. You don't got that extra $1,000 a month to supplement your income. You got to figure out some other way. And like you got to be a, nigga, if I got to be a drug mule in order to do it, then so be it. Nigga, you literally put a key of cocaine on the top of your head. Like, nigga, if you tipped your shit to the side, it's falling off. Look like a nigga put, you ever put something underneath a hat? <laughs> I feel like, like somebody in his family or somebody set him up. Like, I'm like, this is a joke. Like this is probably like a meme or one of them fake websites, but like I kept no, seeing shit, these shit was for real. Like, no, what the fuck is going on? Times here, is tough out here. Whose yeah. man's is this, dog? Did you look at your I look at myself in the mirror before I walk out the house a few times. You know what I'm saying? Every make day. sure everything is together. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, did you look out the look in the mirror to see how this shit was gonna work? He probably looked in the mirror and was like, Got him. <laughs> Wait till I hit the airport. Got you. Hey, I'll be there in three hours. Nigga. With the key. Nigga, it's a plug somewhere mad as fuck, nigga. I'm, More pay, than mad. I'll pay his bond to get this nigga out just to whack him. Nigga, like, didn't, didn't you see uh, on the news where they, they stopped that shipment that had like 22 tons of cocaine? I did not. I did see them niggas stop a little uh, a homemade makeshift submarine. I saw water. that shit too. Like, fam, if, if you got a submarine, like, let them niggas go, dog. Like let them let them cook, man. Like that's crazy that they caught you in a submarine trying to bring drugs. A semi submersible. So he was like half and half. But like, fam, y- y'all committed. You know what I'm saying? Go yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get them keys. We're gonna get them birds across. Do you think? All right, I do have one other thing that to talk about. These ice raids, the immigration. Yeah, I'm all a, that I shit, know what right? you're talking about. How you feel about this? I'm not a huge fan of this shit at all. Uh, a few different reasons because when I see these pictures on the news how they got these babies smacked on top of each other in these cages with these foil blankets they ain't been able to shower in up to 40 days now if you if America found out that me or you had a thousand dogs in the house in cages on top of each other and that we ain't fed or washed these dogs in 40 days, nigga, they'd be ready to throw us up, up underneath the jail. But when it comes to young Hispanics or Hispanic children, it seems like that same type of anger or anguish just isn't there. I don't like this shit at all. I don't like these ice raids. You know, they got people scared to go to church, scared to come out their houses, don't know if they're coming back to their families every day. And I don't think that's right. Um, that's pretty bad. I don't know where I stand on this shit for a couple of reasons. One, I'm, I'm off rip. I'm just against it because Donald Trump is doing it. So like, if this is your idea, I know it's kind of like nefarious and shit. You know what I'm saying? It's done out of hate versus like anything else. Right. But let's just say this was four years ago. And like, you do got people in the country illegally. Like, 
do they not supposed to get raided? Like if you if you if you came over here illegally. Now the issue I got with Donald Trump at the border is like these aren't people at the border who are trying to sneak in. These are people who are coming over here or seeking asylum. So I, I, y'all, didn't, y'all didn't catch me hopping over a fence or some shit. Like I literally walked to the border. I wanted you. I wanted to be seen, and y'all treat me badly. Once I came over here seeking asylum, I have a problem with that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But like once you already in the country, you got smuggled in somewhere somehow, and you're not supposed to be there. Do we not? Like, are you not supposed to get raided? Do you not do anything about it? I don't know, man. I just feel like a lot of these people have, there's a, there's a good and bad side to it. You know, on the flip end, you may have people that have been here 18, 20 years, you know, started a good life for them and their family. Ain't bothering nobody. It's just your, your neighbor who own a fruit stand or who got a cleaning business or something like that. I don't, I don't feel like we should be bothering them good folks. And then, yeah, you probably got a couple bad apples in there, too. Good, bad, or indifferent. Like, if you sneak into a country, like, like I don't, so me personally. You can't sneak into no country, really. You can definitely sneak into the country. I mean, you can sneak into the country, <laughs> but, like, if they find you, they have their own ways of dealing with that shit. Usually send you back. Yeah. So, I, I just don't, I don't know, I don't know how to feel, right? Because I feel like this is wrong because of who's doing it and the the intention behind it. Like you doing this shit not because you want to clean something up because you're a racist and you're a piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? Taking that out of the equation, not people at the border who are being treated badly, who are seeking asylum. That's wrong too. You know what I'm saying? Not that, but like in general, if you know that there's a bunch of illegal aliens or illegal whatever in this country and they over here, like, and I have a whole department who handles that. Do you not send them? Like I and I guess I'm asking that rhetorical because yeah. I, I don't know how to end it. I do also have a problem is that these ice raids only seem to be targeting Mexicans and Hispanics and not um any other European race of people who are over here uh, say illegally. It, say it. So in New York City when they have Russians and people from Turkey and all all different types of places. You wanna you wanna get uh, Mexicans and anybody of Arab descent, but any European country that has high populations, like you're not, y'all not, y'all not picking them people up. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think that it's good. I'm not trying to say that, but like it's just like, um, what are you supposed to do if I have a department that actually goes out and gets illegal immigrants or whatever? And I don't know, man. I just feel like to some regards, man, just leave these folks alone. Just leave them alone. So they're not hurting shit. If they're not hurting shit, just leave them alone. I don't know. What? So do you? What about our borders? So we have just have an open border? No, because I that's that's just gonna bring chaos. So how do you have a closed border and then not have a closed border? Cause it it be like a lot of nuance in this, and I know the emotional aspect of it, and be like, look, this shit wrong, cause we know that that nigga is on some bullshit, and it's a, but like, all right, now that we have figured out that he's on bullshit, like, how do we actually fix it? Like, can somebody offer up me a solution of how it should be and how it is now? Because if you're gonna have a closed border, you're gonna have to have. I a mean, closed it can't border. it can't work both ways. Yeah. And you know, I get what you're saying. Like the the moral aspect to me is like, man, just leave them the fuck alone. But like, the, but then I get it. Like, 
if it's an open border, then like you opening up the floodgates for a lot of fuck shit to to happen. Yeah. And my moral dilemma is like, well, how do you call somebody an immigrant when you are actually an immigrant? Like, this not your country. You didn't. Nigga, Trump's wife is an immigrant. You know what I'm saying? She like, ain't even been an American citizen really that long. Like Texas, Arizona, um, California, California, uh, Arizona. Like, nigga, that used to be Mexico. Like, they not. Anyway, but. I don't know, man. I think we do need to look into this a little bit more instead of just doing one blanket statement and saying like, any, or do you do, be, or do you be like, listen, whoever's in the country already, y'all gonna stay and any new person, y'all got to go through a new process. Like how, how do you fix it? I don't know if there's, if there's a one fix all type of type of deal for this. You can't just throw a blanket over it and say that this was going this is how it's going to work. You know, I think that's I think that's not being being smart or being responsible. I don't know how you fix it. I I, I don't. I just like to see. Cause I've been seeing all the, 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 the protests online and like stop the, the ice raids and everything like that. And I get it. And I I 85 percent of me agree because I think it's it's the 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 intent behind it is and some racist bigotry shit. But then the other question is like, well, this department's job before Trump, this department been here for hundreds. Of years. Like the department has just been here. This is what is this is what they do? So like, I do, don't know, man. I I don't have I don't have an answer for yeah. that one. So I don't do have we, an answer for that. One. Do we need to just pay? Do we get rid of the, the, the department? Do we just pay them niggas a salary and be like, even though I know y'all know some niggas over there, we not gonna go get it. That's a weird. That's a weird position. No, to be in. because if you are gonna fund it, you gotta. They gotta do it. Yeah. And if I know that y'all here and that's my job, uh, I kind of gotta do the shit. You stuck between a rock and a hard place on that one. Yeah. So. I don't know how that shit works and how it, how how it uh how it's supposed to plan out, but I guess that's one of the situations where, even though I don't believe in this shit, often, I guess that's kind of one of the places where we need to be more involved in politics or or just on how shit runs because why don't we know what to do or how it should be ran? You know what I'm saying? We know there's a problem, but I'm more. How do we fix it? I'm more solutions oriented. So I guess we need to spend a little bit more time and say, I know they're trying to do this whole pathway to citizenship. You know what I'm saying? Um, I do know that people coming over here seeking asylum, um, shouldn't be treated inhumane and shouldn't, shouldn't nobody be treated inhumane. Yeah. Period. Also, I do just want to know, like, well, how many of them is it? And what can you possibly do with all these people? Like, what if it's inhumane or for, like when the when Katrina came, all your niggas in the, in the Thunderdome or Superdome, because like that's where y'all that's the only place for y'all to go. And niggas was on top of each other and it was fucked up. But like, well, where else y'all going to go? Like, so y'all want me to build another? Do y'all want me to go build another facility? Yeah. To house people who shouldn't technically be here? just to figure out what we're going to do with them. Like how, how does that process work? Don't I need to separate children from adults? Cause yeah. you know what I'm saying? So I know it's like, well, you separate my family. Well, I can't have the kids with the adults. I don't know y'all niggas. I don't know who mama, who daddy. And like some of y'all shouldn't be with children. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I just don't be knowing what's be going on. I know the narratives online, but like, I think some of the, a lot of this shit has a lot more nuance to it than just, 
just saying stack them over here and stack them yeah, over y'all there. y'all doing this shit wrong. Well, listen, man, you ever been out of Wayne County? Nigga, you on a yoga mat, and you ain't you don't have the best conditions. Nah. And you know these people. These niggas you went to high school with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, them people. That's a are, fucked up feeling, though, when I go to jail and I see somebody I know. Yeah. <laughs> At least I got somebody to click up with. Facts. I'm looking for somebody I know. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah at least I got somebody to click up with. Because I was locked up in Wayne County one time and a nigga was pissing on motherfuckers. No, I'm not with that shit, dog. He was looking at niggas that were scared and they was in the cage and this nigga was pissing on niggas. Now I got to do real time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now I got to do real time. And now I'm in great body. Now I'm in great physical danger because like, I'm going to try to destroy you. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to like, I don't know. He was looking for niggas that were scared. Yeah. I don't know, dog. Not I. Anyway, uh, music pick this week, dog? Uh, you know what, man? Just given the week that I've had, I haven't listened to a lot of new music. So I'm going to go through with a with an old school, with a throwback okay. music pick of the week. One of my old man's favorite songs, Snoop Dogg and the Dramatics. Whew, the Dog Dramatics. Doggy Dog World. It's a crazy uh, world. You know, my pops... Didn't necessarily introduce me to hip hop, but he fueled it. Yeah. Uh, you know, he let me listen to whatever the fuck I wanted to inside the crib. So, I mean, back when in order to buy a CD with a parental advisory sticker, because I'm dating myself, where you could pick between a cassette and CD, you used to have to have a parent yeah. grab okay. that shit for you. One of the first CDs he bought for me was Snoop Dogg, Doggy Style. I had literally... I was so young and ignorant, I had no idea what Doggy Style was until maybe like a year or two later. But he bought this album for me, uh, and it's one of the things that we shared in common and listened to together because I like hip-hop. You know, the fucking dramatics was from his era, so it kind of merged and gave us something that we could connect on together. So that's going to be my music pick for the week in, in memory of my pops. Dope, dope, dope. Uh, my f- my doggy style album came on a Memorex <laughs> with two pieces of uh, <laughs> tissue. Uh, so you could so you could like, dub over whatever else is on that tape. Yeah, my cousin Larry gave us that shit. I'm ten years old, rapping all that shit. Um, we're gonna explore this a little bit later, um, but see, Dolores Tucker could be right about hip hop being damaging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, looking back on like in retrospect I mean she has some points yeah uh, somebody retweeted Cheyenne retweeted a a video with uh, Lil Kim um, was like on um, what was the black girl lane Rolanda Watkins show her name was Watkins yes that's that was the show Rolanda Watkins interesting uh, but she was on that show and was like you know this girl 12 years old and you be saying some pretty questionable, not questionable, like some pretty brash stuff. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, all the thing that they were saying in the back, back in the day that we was looking like, man, give us a chance. Nigga, they was right in a motherfucker. Probably so. But I mean, it's just the same way I'm a parent now. A certain shit I don't necessarily like really want my kids listening to, but I get it. Like I get it. Like, a lot of these fast, a lot of the fucked up kids we got now came from children who was listening to Lil Kim way too hey early. Man, Lil Kim crawls so city girls could walk. Are we really happy that they walking? 
like in a grand scheme I, of things. I feel like city girls are losing this summer, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, y'all getting blew out this summer, but <laughs> you know. Anyway, man. You know, for every generation, there's there's that type of shit. And every generation get worse and worse, it seems like. I don't know, man. Like, we get, like, the line of, like, what used to be acceptable and how the line get pushed. Like, nigga, it's about to be all out fucking on Fox 2 pretty soon. Like, what you can get away with on TV in the 90s to the 2000s to, to right now and what music is and how, like, nigga, this shit crazy. Is it? Outside of the fun, like, okay, we turn it up. Like, I, some of this shit just not good for people, dog, for, for small minds. It's, it's been that way for generations, though, man. So do we continue it to be that way, or do you, like, ever step in and be like... How do, you step, how do you step in and stop people's... Stop creativity? No, what I'm saying is, like, if I got a 12-year-old daughter, like, I don't know that I'm letting her listen to Little Kim. Like, I don't think that's the best information for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, at some point, like, I know that shit, like... Be a fucking adult, a parent, or be the responsible one. I yeah, I you can, but like, I look at how much, just how you talk about your when you got doggy style. It was on a dub CD. Like your parents didn't know you had that shit. Like somebody snuck it to you. Like there's, and like with the internet, smart my my thirteen year old daughter has a smartphone. I can't monitor everything that goes on in her hands 24-7, 365. There's app for that. Yeah, there there's <laughs> there are apps for and parental it. Parental controls for it as well. But I'm just saying, man, like she also go to school all day. She got friends that she sometimes hang out with on the weekend. Like you can't all you can do is rear your child the best way that you can. And it's not all you can do. No, that's not that's that's the basis of it, that you start to rear your child the best way that you can, influence them the best way that you can, and expose them to things that are age appropriate. But, like, as long as it's out there, kids are going to find a way to get their hands on it. Yeah, I think more conversations to probably How old were you when you bought your first pistol? I was grown. But, like, you were fairly young, though, right? I, I'd have to assume. Uh, I'm not talking about going in the store and buying a pistol. Like I'm talking about like my father bought out the street bought for my nigga Gio. Uh, this is probably I don't know, oh two, oh two, oh two, oh three. You're still fairly young. Yeah, know what I'm saying. So like you can you can put certain fail safes in place. But I was but there's a will, there's a way. I was over 21 though. But still, you bought a. It's not like you went into Harry's Army Supply and bought it. You bought it from a nigga named Geo on the streets. Rest in peace, Geo. Yeah. So I mean, it's while there are those fail safes in place, you wanted a pistol. You did what you needed to do to make sure you got one. Yeah. But I I knew how to use a pistol by the end though, because at a very young age, my dad taught me. And he told me that the eels or whatever, like there was a conversation and training and, and tutelage there versus I'm going to let you rock on this CD and never have a conversation about it. Because like, let's, if we be in a hundred percent honest, like at between 12 to 14, uh, children bodies don't start going through a change and you're going to start being physically attracted to the next, the opposite sex. And you probably should start having a sex conversation because we know what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? But you be like, nah, man, they too young. I want to bring that up to them. And you never have it. 
in the streets have it or the internet have it or whatever. Like Or a little nigga have it with your 12-year-old yeah. daughter. Yeah. So, like, listen, I'm not trying to say, like, listen, dog, I think there should be more conversation going around. Because back in the day, it was like, oh, this rap music bad for you or some shit like that. No one ever explained why. It was just that you seen preachers or some shit saying, oh, it's the devil. Da, da. No, nigga, why don't you break this shit down? Why don't somebody actually say something who got some common sense? Like, damn, nigga, you talking about popping pussy and sucking dick and you going to make these niggas do this shit to their cum? Nigga, this girl 12 years old. Like, she don't need to listen to this shit. Like, one day when you get older, nigga, this shit going to be great. It's going to be lovely. You're going to experience this shit. At 12, man, this shit a little bit too much for you. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And shit, Lil' Kim at the time wasn't but like 18. Because <laughs> Big was writing that shit for You know what I'm saying? But like, that shit was wild. Nigga, you know the, the picture with Lil' Kim, the, the famous picture, she like 16 in that picture, dog? For, for the cover of Hardcore? The one when she... Uh, got Squatting like a, down? Yeah, she like 16 in that picture, dog. Like, that shit should come off niggas' prison walls right now. And man, that picture grew me into a man. <laughs> and nobody knew this how young she was. shit grew me into a man when I was a young boy. And nobody knew how young she was. You know what I'm saying? Because you just assumed that she was older because she was talking about all this older shit and yeah. all this very graphic shit. And it's desensitized us to a lot of graphic shit. But, you know, it is what it is, man. Um, it's I time for the Benny. Yeah, man. Time for shit. the Benny. Dame Gone Wild on IG. Dame Gone Wild 313 on Twitter. Um... And that's it, man. Uh, Shop Talk Podcast. Follow it. Uh, the Shop Talk Pod on Twitter. Follow it. Shop Talk Podcast Studios. Um, you know, when you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Book Shop- some time. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm not saying we the Rockefeller Podcast, but we are Jane Dane. Hell yeah. Peace. Peace.